Welcome back in. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are live. We are in Surges, South Dakota, and you are looking at a beautiful picture of the Bear Butte off into the uh, upper left-hand corner. If you're on the live stream, the Harley-Davidson shop off to the right. You got bikes and people and fun and uh, finally uh, some really good weather that's supposed to be upon us today. Uh, You're looking down. Well, not a whole lot of the bikini bike wash going on right now, but we do have a cam up there now. Which is uh, which is nice, and then uh, you're looking over at the uh, the campground area, uh, the pool area off there in the distance, and again another kind of shot at the Bear Butte, but uh, just a beautiful setting, which is where we get to, that's that's my view, that's where I get to sit and look at all of this. So, awesome stuff. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, do so eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can get a hold of me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. We've got our friends uh, also emailing as well. We'll get to some emails coming up here shortly, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And uh, Grant Bill's producing the program, at Wisco Grant on Twitter, at Wisco Grant on Twitter. You can find his stuff there. So plenty of ways to stay in touch with the program. Don't forget, after the fact, you can find us Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. So there you go. Plenty of ways, plenty of ways to stay in touch with the program. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Last night, Brewers get a, a big win, a needed win. Game and a half up again in the standings. It's like if they could just continue this trend, you know, and kind of separate themselves. Uh, the Cubs fall. Cincinnati finally breaks the losing streak. Cincinnati's a game and a half back, whereas the Cubs fall to two and a half back. After the loss they took, Brewers one and a half games up, and it's, that's pretty much it. That, that's the race right now in the National League Central. In the meantime, when you look at some of the other teams that could possibly be chasing via the wild card, San Francisco with 62 wins, obviously the Reds with 60, Chicago 58, 61 for Philadelphia, 58 for Miami, uh, 57 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So there's there's a good good group of teams that are in this thing still that have the capability to getting the, to the postseason, and some of which have not been there in quite some time. When you start to look at the wild card standings and where things are right now in the National League with San Francisco, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Chicago, Miami, Arizona, uh, and even San Diego to a certain extent, all within four games, four games right now, of, uh, of possibly making it uh, to the postseason. So, You've got Cincinnati, who's uh, right there. There, They would be in. Philadelphia would be in. San Francisco would be in. Chicago would be a game back. Miami would be a game and a half back. Arizona, two back. So you get the, you, you're getting the sense that things are becoming a little more jumbled. And uh, I, am, I, I, have to be, I have to tell you, I'm impressed with Chicago. I'm impressed with Cincinnati because they have shown staying power. And I didn't think they'd have it. Now, what, and we're already into the eighth day of August. So unless they begin to falter and tail off a bit, I think it's going to be a three-team race to the very end. I think I still think the Brewers are the team to beat. I think they have the best pitching. And if their hitting can contribute anything uh, to all of this between good pitching and good defense, uh, the Brewers should be a shoe-in to win the division. Uh, now you've got Cincinnati, who's got an incredibly explosive offense. Same thing with the Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs have pitched pretty well. Um, but... The, the Reds have an incredible offense. They just have not had staying power when it comes to their, their pitching prospects, whether it's uh, the different you know starters they brought up or the different uh, bullpen replacements they brought in. They, excuse me, they haven't had the staying power. So 
I think it's up to the Brewers to, I think it's their division to lose, which brings us to Willie Adamas, who basically Craig Council said, hey, it's it's kind of, it's not an off day, but it's an off day. Take an off day. Uh, get here late. Don't worry about, you know, doing all the things you need to do. Uh, Willie Adamas, I liked what he had to say, uh, basically saying, look, it's it's upsetting him so much, not because he hasn't had this multi-hit game, and it's like 20-something. Grant, how many games has he had uh, gone now without having a multi-hit game? It's like 21 or 22 or something like that. Oh, man. It's, yeah, at least. Yeah, I'll try to it's find It's a bunch. Out. It's a bunch. Um, and he, it, it's affecting him not because he wants statistics, but he, he, he actually said he, would, he feels like the team would be in a much better spot if it weren't for him. And, you know, you get guys that just say, oh, I'm struggling, I just need to hit, you know, hey, whatever. And it's very self-absorbed because they're trying to focus on themselves to get themselves out of something. Willie is is basically saying, look, I'm hurting our team. This team would be better without me for, for what I'm performing with or what I'm contributing right now. And not to say that the Brewers are all of a sudden going to dump Willie Adamas, but for him to take ownership of it like that, that's impressive, and and I like it. Now, I don't I, I don't know what that's going to translate into as far as wins and losses or the ability to suddenly start hitting the baseball, but I like the fact that he's taking ownership of some of the failures and shortcomings that he's brought to the table this year, and the fact that he's been you know just kind of fishing fishing for pitches for lack of a better term hasn't been able to put consistent barrel to ball, and. It's been problematic, uh, but uh, I'll tell you this, for, for as bad as Willie has been. Now, the other question is then when you get into Craig Council, where do you put him? Because you put a you know a guy that's basically been a sinkhole in the meat of your lineup, and he has contributed nothing, basically, to the lineup. And it, it's affecting him big time. And so what do you do with him at this point? Do you sit him and give him a couple of days rest? After that 12-run explosion last night, do you bring him back? and say, hey, Willie, you know, look, uh, you know, we hit last night, things are good. Or if you're Craig Council, do you say, we exploded for 12 runs. Don't mess with what worked. You know, until we don't, don't mess with it. Don't change it. Don't do not do anything to screw it up. So I wonder what tonight's lineup is going to look like for the Brewers at Great Amer- or at uh, American Family Field with uh, – with with the success that they had last night, Bill, so, I, I got to send you some statistics. Uh, I yeah. found all of the Brewers' career stats versus Kyle Freeland, who's pitching for the Rockies tonight. Uh-huh. Is wild. Like this guy, his own. Just about everybody in the Brewers lineup, except for Mark Canna or Mark Canna, Canna Canna. So maybe they acquired Canna, him yeah. just to be Kyle Freeland. I'm going to send you this. This is wild. Um, there you go. We'll we'll. Uh, take a look at all that stuff uh here in just a second but that being said the uh with um willie adamas what do you do with him willie adamas uh, by the way uh facing uh, kyle freeland willie adamas uh he has uh not gotten a hit in 10 at bats four strikeouts brian anderson two strikeouts not gotten a hit six at backs mark canna he's hitting 429 against him Everybody else, Victor Caratini, William Contreras, Carlos Santana, Ty, uh, Tyrone Taylor, Joey Weimer, all nada, nada. Batting zero, zero, zero. Christian Yelich, one for ten. Four strikeouts and a walk. 
Kyle Freeland has had the numbers, has had the numbers of the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. So anyway, it's it's just, and and that's kind of indicative of the, what this team has been. Sometimes it's been all or nothing for this team. And by the way, for those that uh, were uh, making a note of it, and yes, I saw that this morning, the Brewers with that twelve run, twelve to one win last night, put themselves into the positive of run differential last night. They are now plus three. Plus three last night, it put them over the top. Maybe that'll keep them in the green. Not many division winners. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time a division winner won the division having a negative run differential. Not many division winners do that. Uh, so the Brewers to be back on the positive side makes me breathe a little bit easier. Got to be honest, a little bit easier. Um, would you sit Willie Adamas again tonight, Grant? Would you uh, say, hey, last night worked. I'm not going to mess with what's worked. And the rhythm that that team was in last night? Well, based on these Kyle Freeland splits, you might as well. <laughs> Willie Adamas' career against Kyle Freeland in 10 at-bats, four strikeouts, no hits. Yeah, I feel like I might sit him two nights in a row, Bill, because they've given him days off throughout this year, and it's not like that's worked. Give him, heck, give him the rest of the series off. Bryce Terang can play a great shortstop. They, they, they got off to a great start last night, which makes you feel better about tonight and tomorrow. So, yeah, I think I might. I think I might give him tonight off. Yeah, I think I would, too. Um, I I would say, hey, sit one more day. This is because the last thing you want to do is bringing back after a day off. You get that anticipation. You're excited, and you face a guy that you've never hit. Now it can be to the opposite. Let's say he does get a little rejuvenated, come back tonight, and he actually gets his first hit against this guy. That could be a confidence builder. So maybe that could be the card that you play if you're Craig Council to say, hey, look, go in there. You get a base knock against this guy. Suddenly you start feeling it because this is a guy that you traditionally have not been able to have success against. You've had, you know, almost as many strikeouts as at bats against. Maybe it could be a confidence builder. However, if you're going to be a, a manager to say, I'm putting my guys in the best chance to be successful type of situation, I don't know if I'd be playing Willie Adamas against Freeland tonight. Just me. I don't know if I'd be doing that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Now, the other aspect of this is, uh, and most people are starting to agree. Now, it's what have you done for me lately. I agree with that. But uh, over in the live stream, I'm watching all the comments regarding Fastball Freddy saying, damn straight, he's the ace. He's the ace of this team. He's the ace. No doubt about it. Uh, he is really kind of morphed into a dominating pitcher. And, again, it's a label. It's a thought. If you have to throw one game, if you've got a game seven and you need that guy, who are you going to go to? Are you going to call Corbin Burns? Are you going to bring back a, a Woodruff who's got very few innings in that arm and will have the stamina to do it? Are you going to bring in a guy like Miley? Are you going to Freddie Peralta? Who would be your guy? Who's going to be the ace of that group? And many of you said, I, I'm going to fastball Freddie. Going to fastball Freddie right here, right now. Every damn way there is. Uh, anyway. But good stuff from the Brewers last night. Brewers back on top of the National League Central. And uh, a lot of good stuff there. We also uh, have our buddy Steve who emailed, said a couple of takes on the Brewers game last night. Fastball Freddy was dominant. He, If he could just find consistency, he could be a major contributor towards October. And that's been always my bugaboo with Freddy. Freddy will come in, dominate like he did last night in his next outing. He'll come out, look great for three innings, and all of a sudden just can't find the strike zone, can't get ahead in the count starts giving up long balls. I mean, that's been his his bugaboo. So I agree with you 100%. Sal Freelich, here to stay. And I heard you, Grant, earlier talking about Sal Freelich. Um, Sal Freelich is a manimal. I caught a little bit of the highlights last night because I didn't get a chance to watch it live. So my DVR back home records it, and then I'm able to tap into it. 
Uh, so I watched some of the highlights last night. Sal Freelich is, if if you could use the word gamer, I think that would be the best description of Sal Freelich, don't you? Yeah, that, that, that's a really good word. I, I agree. He's got an edge. He's got this attitude, kind of cocky. But also, I think this Brewers offense needs someone who's kind of cocky because Willie Adamas is kind of down in the dumps, and there's other guys who are kind of scuffling along this year. And Sal Freelich showed up on day one. He's like, I'm built for this. We're going to start hitting the ball. We're right. going to be the offense that that this pitching staff needs us to be. I, I think that attitude is is really helping out this team, not to mention his production. Billy's got 15 RBIs through his first 16 major league games. Yeah. Yeah, Sal Freelich has been he, – he's – no Fs, man. He's just been yeah. that good. He's he's just been that good. Now, Steve in his email says the other thing is Matt, uh, Matt Arnold should get more accolades because the big move for catching this year was via the Cardinals, who picked up Wilson Contreras. And Wilson Contreras, excuse me, for those that have followed the numbers, has not done much for St. Louis. Not much at all. And you're kind of like, oh, God, they got a really good catcher, and the Brewers didn't. And and instead, the Brewers, on the opposite side, of the, they, they got uh, they got William Contreras, William Contreras. And after having a slow start, he's, he's back to the back of his baseball card. And he's been hitting like crazy. And, man, I, I'll tell you what, you talk about it. And defensively, he's been really solid. So I agree. Matt Arnold gets doesn't get enough credit for the accolades that he should get for picking up uh, Will, William Contreras because he has been a really solid behind-the-plate guy. And uh, he also said, let's get the series win tonight with Wade Miley. Now, again, you've got Woody, you've got Wade Miley, you've got your you – kind of the band is back together. You just want to get these guys into a groove down the stretch from August into September. And if you do, good pitching, good defense can really stymie good offense. So start, you know – crossing your fingers when it comes to the Brewers. No more injuries. Knock on wood. And if some of these guys take a guy like Willie Adamas, gets a day off, gets highlighted because he's not hitting the baseball, suddenly starts to come back and contribute, that can change the, drastically the look of this offense uh, of the Milwaukee Brewers. Good stuff there. 877-867-1670. Uh, would love to hear from you if you've got some comments regarding the Brewers. We're also going to talk with uh, Chuck Freeman of the Brewer, uh, Packaday, or excuse me, the uh, Locked on Brewers podcast coming up here in about an hour and 15 minutes, so stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Sunset Grill. Sunset Grill in Pewaukee Lake, great place to go uh, and to literally sit and watch the sunset and just kind of hang out and enjoy yourself, but a tremendous place to go. And uh, the Sunset Grill is great food. Uh, they have the docks out. Uh, it's, you know, if you want to just roll on up, float on up, enjoy yourself. They've got the outside downstairs bar right next to the water. They've got the deck that overlooks the lake and then the inside where they have all the big screen TVs. You can get, uh, catch your favorite sporting events, whatever it happens to be. Sunset Grill, Pewaukee Lake, Prospect Avenue in Pewaukee. More of the Bill Michael Show live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota, coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you, the Bill Michael Show. 
Coming up here, bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from inside of the uh, Green Bay Packers locker room yet again. Got a lot to get to. Got a lot to get to, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're going to hear from Colby Wooden. Uh, we're also going to hear from uh, from the, the Packers' backup quarterback, Sean Clifford. The outside linebacker, Rashawn Gary, uh, did a Q&A as well. So we're going to hear that uh, first and foremost coming up here at the bottom of the hour. You're going to hear from Rashawn Gary. Now, Rashawn Gary, that is just Rashawn in the scrum with all the uh, all the reporters. And you're going to hear because it, that's that was big news yesterday when uh, it was announced that he was coming back. Uh, we also have the uh, Packers safety, Jonathan Owens. You're going to hear from him after Rudy Ford got most of the snaps for the first team in week one of training camp. We're going to hear from Jonathan Owens and how he's doing. So there's a lot going on, and we'll get into all of that coming up today. So uh, And remember, the Packers getting ready to head off to Cincinnati to take on the, uh, to take on the, uh, the Reds, uh, or excuse me, the Bengals. Uh, by the way, the Brewers home run cheesehead, has been returned to the cooler, as they say, at least for now. Fans and pleas for cheese have uh, have been heard since last week in Washington when Tyrone Taylor homered in the Brewers series finale loss to the Nationals. And unlike every other Milwaukee home run hitter for months, uh, he went the length of the dugout without being anointed via the foam cheese head. That had become kind of the team's trademark celebration this year. They had the bell last year and, and such. Why? Willie Adamas claimed ignorance. He said, you got to ask the right people. And who is that? Make your own determination, he said, smiling. Sounded like a question for Christian Yelich, who eventually confirmed that the Brewers' season-long tradition had been paused. He declined to say exactly why. Now, I had a couple of people that emailed me about this, and this is uh, Adam McCalvey came out with the article today. Was decided in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. But it just so happened that the uh, change occurred during a rough series in Atlanta where the Brewers scored seven, five, and six runs only to get swept by the powerful Braves. But the best traditions are spontaneous and genuine, which means that eventually uh, they kind of run their course. Last year, uh, the ball player bell, for example, made way for the Infinity Gauntlet, which uh, quietly was retired. Then there was Beast Mode, the Rally Rabbit, Gus the Wonder Dog, they all came and went over the years, as we all know. So has the cheesehead now the first time around. The players made the decision to uh, stop with the cheesehead. Players made the decision to stop with the cheesehead. I don't know what necessarily that means for fans. I don't, you know, but, you know, hey, what works or doesn't work, it is what it is. I don't know, uh, you know... I look at it this way. If you are in a clubhouse and if something is working, that's great. But if you make the decision, if the, in, in every clubhouse, in, in every group of players is somewhat superstitious in some way, shape, or form. And if they feel like there's a reason to get rid of something, hey, let's, you know, let's not do this. Let's not do this until or what have you. Uh, or if there's a loss of belief in the power of the cheese head then that's it. It's done. So midseason, the guys have decided, uh, let's put away the cheese. And that's exactly what they did. So with what people are asking, why is the cheese head no longer there? It's because the Brewers Clubhouse decided, no, we're not going to do this for a while. 
Um, instead of reporting to the field at 1.30 yesterday, Central Time, for the 7-10 game, uh, Willie Adamas didn't show up until 4. He wasn't in the lineup, and aside from the 10 games that he spent on the concussion IL after getting hit in the head by a foul ball earlier this year, it was the first start Adamas has missed all season. He said it felt weird, but he know he needs it. He went 0 for 4 in showing some rare on-field frustration during Sunday's loss to the Pirates. Adamas uh, sitting on a 201 batting average, 376 slugging percentage, a 662 OPS. It ranks 128th in all of Major League Baseball. And by the way, there's only 143 qualified hitters for that rating. And his strikeout rate has actually improved over the first couple of seasons with the Brewers, but it's not coming with the accompanying, we'll say, damage. Uh, the slugging percentage, uh, you know, this season is 107 points lower than what it was posted for the Brewers uh, from this time last year. And in his last 23 games, he has one home run, two RBIs, and one multi-hit game. In 23 games. So to say he's struggling would put it mildly. Now, uh, Willie, this is what I was talking about earlier with Willie Adamas. He said, it felt like it's been the worst time of my career. And I don't know if everybody goes through it for, for that long or not. But you just have to go to take it every day by day and continue to try and have fun. We're still in first place, so it's good. And, uh, he's, you know, Craig Council said, look, it's time. There's times for players where the day off is better than playing. And that was one of those days yesterday's, yesterday. Um, where it said we're uh, just trying to find something uh, that helps me get on track, Adama said. I felt like uh, I haven't felt the best at the plate, but we're still battling, still competing, just trying to make some adjustments and find something that helps. Hopefully when I get it, it stays here for the rest of the season. You try different stuff to see what clicks. I'm just hoping for something to click. I feel like I have, haven't found it yet, haven't been consistent. I've been having one good day at the plate, and then it just goes away. I haven't had a whole week where it's like, okay, I'm starting to feel great this week. It's been like one or two days, then it's gone for two weeks. Then it comes back for one day, and it's gone again. And I'm like, what the heck? He said, then, yeah, it just goes away, and it's like, come on, man. Sometimes you tell yourself, I don't know what to do, but it's part of the game. The struggles make you stronger. They help you keep your feet grounded and just continue to work to be better. Like I said, it's part of the game. You're just going to struggle, and it depends how you take it. I'm not going to lie to you. I've had hard days when I'm like, I'm not even feeling great because I want to help this team do better, and I feel like if I was doing better, we would be in a better spot. That's from Willie Adamas. That's what I was referring to earlier. Those would be exact quotes where it's a guy taking it to heart. And and here's the thing. The, you know, you can get into with, you know, managers and hitting coaches, and they've got numerous, and then all the, you know, decipherability of all the different videos and such and the, the hitting labs. And, you know, you can get the paralysis by analysis. And sometimes, like Craig Council says, you just need a day off. Just go away. Don't do anything. Don't pick up a bat, you know, unless we absolutely need you. Just, just come in and put your uniform on, hang out with the guys, you know, and just breathe. And sometimes those those days can put you on track. Not very often, but sometimes those days can just put you back on track. Maybe Willie Adamas needed that. So there you go. Uh, when we come back, we are going to hear from Rashawn Gary. Good to see Rashawn Gary. He's been activated. He is back. And, uh, I mean, the Packers obviously – 
feel that he's he's ready to go. You know, so uh, they're going to have some restrictions on him on what he's going to do in camp. But he feels, and you're going to hear from him, he feels that uh, he's on a an expedited path to come back from the ACL injury that he suffered last season. So you're going to hear. Uh, the uh, the interview with Rashawn Gary when we come back, uh, linebacker for outside linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota. This portion of it brought to you by our friends over there at J and L Tire Service. Lyle and again, great people, and again, thanks to them for uh, giving us the trailer to get out here. They're big supporters of Fisher House, Wisconsin. They're on Watertown. Uh, they're in Watertown, Wisconsin, and uh, in Johnson Creek, Wisconsin as well. Both places fantastic. Both places you can trust, which is a big deal when it comes to servicing your vehicle. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks to our friends at Road to Track and Trail. They gave us the UTV that we're cruising around out here in uh, South Dakota with. Also, uh, when we were uh, running around Road America, big uh, big supporters of the program, our Fisher House friends as well. And uh, Road Track and Trail, the largest in the world, whether it's motorcycles, UTVs, ATVs, and snowmobiles, the largest in the world supplier. And if you are looking for any type of bike, any type of snowmobile, any type of UTV or ATV, they have got it. And if they don't have it, I don't even know if they make it anymore. So go to roadtotrackandtrail.com. If you've been looking for that hard-to-find part, if that uh, hard-to-find, you know, snowmobile, as we got that season, hate to say it, but it's coming up. It's right around the corner. If you're looking for one, they have them. All, everything from Articacs to, you know, whatever. So uh, give them a shout. Roadtrackandtrail.com. That is roadtrackandtrail.com. And good stuff. Coming from our friends there. Um, we've got uh, Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary activated off of the off of the uh, the pup list yesterday. And I wanted you to uh, take a little bit of a listen to what Rashawn Gary had to say when it comes to, when it comes to uh, the anxiousness to come back. Take a listen. Uh, like I was telling the guys, man, it's a it's a complete honor. It's a privilege to be back on the field. Um, <laughs> my circle, my family. Uh, Everybody know what I've been putting into this, so I also told him that means a lot. You feel me? I'm just happy and excited to be back out here with them. So you spoke to the guys after practice? Yeah. Anybody was... else have anything to say back? Oh, no, man. Just me just me talking and just showing my consideration. And, you know, just everybody that was with me, supporting me, giving me encouraging moments and words off this process, I just appreciate them and thank them for that. So that's it. Just decided to be back. How was your journey? How tough was your journey to get yourself back in and get out there? Today? <laughs> Words can't express the feeling or, you know, the journey of what I've been through. You know, for those who's been around me during these couple months and just knowing the hard work I've been putting in, they know, but I just want to give all my glory to God. Sean, what was the toughest point in this whole thing? What, what, what point were you like, man, this is freaking hard? Um, like I said, I really can't put it into words, you know. The journey itself, everybody that, you know, went through an injury like this could, you know, speak for it. There's really no words you can put into it. But like I said, I give all my glory to God, and I'm happy that, you know, I'm, I'm at where I'm at. I know you're a goal-oriented person. At what point did you circle the second week of camp as, as when you wanted to return? Was this kind of the plan for you? I mean, I was just taking it day by day, just, just trying to check off you know, as many boxes I can. And I've been checking them off. I've been staying on track, and boom, it just ended up being this time. You got a month 
Yeah, we got to see. Still taking it day by day, but you know, I'm just happy. You know, that today is my first time out there. Did you were you able to get like a new perspective, being able to stand on the side and watch everything go down? What, what did you learn these last nine months? Um, new perspective. Just a, you know, I've always been a hungry player, so it just you know sparked a little bit more fuel up my ass. But you know, I'm just excited to be back. Like I said, we keep saying back, but do you feel back? Like where are you at percentage? Oh, it's really no percent. I've been taking it day by day, but I'm out looking good. How's the knee feel? Hmm? How's the knee feel? Feeling good. Everything's feeling good. What have you seen from Ben Ness? I'm a guy that's coming, you know, every day to work, man. He's hungry for knowledge, and as you see, he goes 110 percent. You know, sometimes I got to tell him to slow up, but, you know, he's a guy that's hungry, and he's learning day by day. Are you excited about what you can, what you can get out of Wyatt this season, in the second year? Oh, man. Yeah, I've been excited <laughs> since he stepped into this building and just seeing this work. And it's just us for him to put the puzzle together. He got all the tangibles that we need, and he's going to be a good player for us. Where have you seen his growth from last year to this year? His confidence, man. His confidence is just understanding the type of player he is, the type of player he wants to be, and where he's trying to go. And he's around the right group of people up front, right group of people around his defense and on his team to lead him in the right way. And he's been doing the grand thing. I know you don't want to put any expectations on the future, but what would it mean to you to be available at week one with everything that you through how much hard work uh, put into this. You know, if that is the case, uh, that just tell you, you know, how hard, how hard my work done, and just, you know, just me staying dedicated, not missing no days, and you know, just trying to squeeze as much, as much as I can, day in and day out. What kind of numbers do you think you would have put up last year if you finished? You were off to such a <laughs> monster start. Uh, you know, last year, last year, I didn't know. There you go. That was Rashawn Gary, uh, and then kind of faded off to the side as he was walking away from the uh, the scrum of reporters. But uh, excited to be back. Uh, but absolutely, positively, no official start time for him. He, uh, you know, would love to be out there for the opener against the Bears. But as he stated, there's it's a day to time because you're coming back from something like that. There's a lot of stuff that you have to go through. You got to go through first of all the mental aspect of it, just to be able to start putting yourself, your body through the rigors of the NFL training camp and then to just kind of not be thinking about it because you're going to feel twinges, you're going to feel soreness, you're going to, you know, you're going to you're going to kind of feel things move and you're going to be like, oh, my God, is it okay? Is it okay? You're waiting for it to hurt. You're going to you're going to have swelling issues. You know, can you manage the swelling? Does it swell to the point like a David Bakhtiari where it just it, it doesn't heal right? And suddenly after you start to use it a little bit, you have, quote, the setback. So there's a lot there, and uh, but it's good. It's all good news. It's very much a cautionary tale at this point, but it is all good news as Rashawn Gary back in the practice field with the Green Bay Packers. And if you can, like I said before, if you get, and I've said it on this show, if you can get um, back to a, a semblance of what Rashawn Gary was, prior to the injury if you kind of get him back and he starts performing not necessarily at the level he was but just close to it you know or at least on his really good recovery path and then you've got justin hollins that's over in that area you've got lucas van s kingsley angabari who did a pretty solid job so you've got guys that can fill the bill and now the best part about it is you know, depending on how quickly the progress of Lucas Van Ness is, you've got a rotation of guys that can help you out. And for the first time in a while, and, and really probably since, you know, the first year of the Smith brothers, 
the first time in a while I look at it as you've got a pretty good outside pass rush. You've got some pretty solid middle linebackers. And now you've got Kenny Clark and Slayton and Wyatt up front with Colby Wooden and guys that are pretty solid in that end. You you may have really one of your best fronts in a while, probably even going back to maybe the day that uh, the Packers won a Super Bowl when they had Cullen Jenkins and they had C.J. Wilson and and they had Howard Green and they had B.J. Raji and Ryan Pickett and they had those big bodies and they had Clay Matthews coming off the edge. And, you know, this might be the first group of guys like this in that period of time. You don't have a premier pass rusher, but collectively you got what's considered to be a pretty staunch group. And it may really kind of hinge upon what Quay Walker begins to do and how he emerges in his second year when it comes to, one, stuffing the run. He's got to get better at the run. But do they start to bring him with his speed? Do we see him do more? And then obviously if coverage gets good, as it's always been with him, coverage was pretty solid last year. If the coverage continues to be good or gets better, you know, it gives you know your guys up front a little more time to get to, to the, the passer. So, you know, I, I am skeptically optimistic. I don't want to say cautiously. I'm skeptically optimistic because I'm starting to feel that there's something here, here, you know. But then I keep thinking in the back of my head, I've been down this road before. I've gotten excited about a defense. I have been let down by schematics. I have been let down by the almost refusal to use pressure, to bring blitzes, to mix it up. Uh, so on one hand, I'm excited. On the other hand, I keep thinking in the back of my head, you know, uh, sometimes sometimes we've seen this thing that uh, we thought we had a ton of talent. It just doesn't ever come to fruition because maybe in some way, shape, or form, it's just not allowed to. It's not put in the best possible situation to. So it's kind of where I'm at mentally with the defense. But I am getting excited because it's good to hear that Rashawn Gary is back. You've got uh, Colby Wooden we're going to hear from, uh, Sean Clifford we're going to hear from. We've got a lot of stuff coming up 45 minutes away from Chuck Freeman from the Lockdown Brewers podcast who's going to join us here. Uh, i got the guys from Mama Tried coming over a little bit later on today in the last hour of the program, so we're excited about that. And I don't know if it's going to be Scott or Jeremy or Warren, but somebody's going to swing by and talk to us a little bit, a uh, little bit about some flat track racing and some stuff coming up in, in Milwaukee as well, back in Wisconsin. So we've got that going on today, and so and then we got some buy or sell. We've got what do we miss? We we got all kinds of stuff. We're broadcasting live out here, Sturgis, South Dakota. Love this place. Love the atmosphere. Love the energy. Love the vibe out here. So much good stuff going on. We'll open things up. If you want to shoot us an email, do it. If you want to hit us on Twitter, do it. If you want to call, do it. Talk a little Packers football. Packers getting ready to take off and have some practices with the, with the Cincinnati Bengals, remember. That's going to get uh, going to get testy. Going to get testy, no doubt about it. And that's a good thing for this uh, football team, in my opinion. I agree with it. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live out here in Sturgis, South Dakota. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. South Dakota. Loving our time here. 
and enjoying uh, our time here. And uh, you're looking live down there in the uh, the bikini bike wash that's taking place. And uh, it is it, it's had a line pretty much all day because uh, we got the rains yesterday. And a lot of the roads here in the campground became rather muddy, so everybody's getting the bikes cleaned up. And uh, I, I have yet to get on mine. I know uh, some of you may go, oh, are you kidding me? But I've yet to get on the bike. Today we will. Today, tomorrow, Thursday we will, for sure. Uh, but have not really been able to ride. It's been inclement weather. Uh, we had the weather on Friday when we got here. We had uh, the weather. It rained all day Saturday. Um drizzled for the most part and was nasty on sunday uh yesterday got it was nice in the morning got off the air and then started raining again so it has been one day after the other after the other of rain and inclement weather and it just hasn't been conducive and even if you do ride in the rain then getting back and forth in the campground in the uh and even though they have gravel on the roads uh back there the pathways back there it still got really really muddy and nasty in a hurry and uh, the trucks and the big giant, you know, RVs and motorhomes and such have really put big ruts and mud pits and stuff back there. And so until today, it just I wasn't going to do it. wasn't going to risk it. So uh, eventually we'll get it out. But uh, having a good time uh, here in Sturgis, South Dakota. Um, this was, um, let's see here. Um, Jason says the linebacker being drafted versus a converted lineman is progress. I, too, look forward to the year uh, two of Quay Walker. He did lead the team in tackles. Quay Walker looked really good last year. He had aggressiveness, sideline to sideline. The problem was if he got hooked up with an offensive lineman, he was nowhere to be found, nowhere to be found. So that was something that I know the Packers wanted him to work on this offseason and uh, to be able to work with his hands, to be able to work with, like, leverage and quick hands and not to get tied up. Because once it gets the, the thumbs up underneath you, that, that's it. You're done. They just basically steer you where they want you to go, and, and he just couldn't get off of that on a consistent basis. So if he can this year, Quay Walker, I look for him to take that step forward. Also with Devontae Wyatt. He gave us a lot of good flash at the end of the season. And Devontae Wyatt, I, I hope, will come back uh, and be even better with an offseason of rest and getting bigger and stronger and such. So I'm hoping he does as well. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. Uh, Judge Smale's burner account said, what if the Packers hit the Brewers with a cease and desist after the, uh, Brewer, after the uh, Packers bought the Cheesehead Formation Company? No. No. Why would you do that? You know, they bought the company. So anytime a Cheesehead is donned, it's cha-ching in their pocket. If anything... Uh, I, if I'm the Brewers, I want people not only to wear them at Packers games, but at Brewers games and at Bucks games and Badgers games. I want them everywhere because you own the company. So everyone that is sold, you're making money on it. So I, yeah, I, I, I no way. Because if the Brewers are doing that and people across the country are seeing the Brewers don the cheese heads and they think it's kind of cool and so they want to go to Fomation and start ordering cheese heads, pfft. I'm doing it like crazy, crazy. It's great advertising, great marketing. It's just, it, you know, for the longest time, Packers fans were always known as cheeseheads. You just, what you hope is, is that the Packers just keep it, you know, status quo. Don't try to start logoing stuff up on it and, you know, just keep the basics, do what's right, and now you own the property to it and you're good to go. 
do that, but uh, but don't screw it up. Don't don't start putting, you know, a logo here and there. Not bad, you know. You can buy an owner cheese head. You can buy a Green Bay Packer cheese head. Maybe a logo of your team or all of Wisconsin or whatever. Okay, that's kind of cool. But don't don't start, you know, doing the forced marketing stuff because that, that that's not organic. And then you're commercializing something that was organic, you know. So I hope they don't do that. Uh, 877-867-1670. What else do we have here? We've got a lot of emails and all kinds of crazy stuff going on today with people chiming in. Uh, Yes, we're going to hear from Sean Clifford coming up in the next hour. That, I promise you. Um, This is from Tom. Tom says, hey, Bill, have you heard of the Buffalo Jump Steakhouse? It's just west of Spearfish in Beulah, Wyoming on Old Highway 14. Safe Travel is a great place. Tom, I have not. And I may take a uh, take a shot there. We're going to head through Spearfish Canyon. So, and, and Spearfish is a beautiful, beautiful ride. As a matter of fact, we might do that today because that's that's not a bad ride, and it's a shorter ride because we got to, coming up tonight. We are heading over to the Buffalo Chip. We are going to see uh, some friends. We're going to see uh, Sticks and uh, Ario Speedwagon tonight over there. So, looking to uh, looking to have a lot of fun in that area. Our uh, buddy from uh, our buddy Dominic, listening to us in uh, New York, said. Um, did you uh, see or have discussed Adam Shine's disparaging remarks about Jordan Love? What a goof. Kudos to Packers Devondre Campbell. Funny defense of Love. I did, and as a matter of fact, it was brought up on when I was with uh, Jody Mack on CBS Sports on Sunday. And I just kind of ignored it because I don't uh, – look, my feelings have been honest – but not disparaging. I did not think that Jordan Love was worthy of jumping up in the first round to get. Uh, I have said all along, from what I've seen, I don't believe there's the, quote, Hall of Fame material there that we've grown accustomed to, albeit it's tough to find Hall of Fame material. Sometimes it develops, sometimes it doesn't, okay? Um, So in that part, it's a little bit you know, honest that I don't think they, they, the Packers have found themselves the guy. But I'm not going to rip them just to rip them. I'm not going to rip every throw. You know, there are things that we expect in Green Bay to see, and there are things that we've grown accustomed to. And then you see his play against Kansas City, you see his play against Detroit, but then you see his play against Philadelphia. You only have so much of a litmus test to talk about so i'm not i mean jordan love is a is a a a very gracious guy a well-spoken guy you can tell he's not completely polished yet in that realm he will be he'll get there you know but it's i'm again i'm sitting on the sideline going i'm just gonna wait and see i'm gonna wait and see and i hope that what my initial instincts are were are wrong I hope that he achieves a lot more than ever I mentally give him credit for. But I'm just kind of kind of wait and see. But, yeah, I, I I thought they were a bit over the top. Don't forget, Adam Shine, he's a buddy of Rogers. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Two more hours yet to go. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Locked on Brewers podcast. Chuck Freeman's going to be joining us, talk a little bit more about the crew's big win last night. More from out here in Sturgis, South Dakota, coming up right after this.